And um, can we give um, Elder Johnny Byram a, a hand clap as he comes to minister to us this morning? keeping those resolutions okay see most of us we make when the new year comes in we make resolutions and then before we knew it we're doing what we done took them back right and um he i'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give him his due because i was hoping he was gonna go ahead and do it today but he's gonna take it down huh One of his was doubt. He was going to talk about doubt. Another thing he was going to talk about was we don't, we don't need to quit. We don't need to give up. And then this one. Yeah, we need to stop doing this. We need to let go of it. So we're going to, we're going to talk about some things this morning 
that we need to let go of. Um, if I titled this um, message this morning or whatever, it would be living by God's design. And all of us want to do that, right? If we don't, something is wrong with us. But we've been talking about, when we read out of chapter 27 of Acts, we've been talking about a ship. And that ship was what? Tempest-tossed. Um, the, the four ports come where, from where they said they dropped four anchors to do what? To stabilize the ship. Okay. Um, and I want to talk about this morning the little, uh, little difference between us and what a ship is. Okay. Um, a ship's made to do what? It's, it's do what? It's made to sail. A ship is made to carry weight, right? That This ship that we've been talking about the first two Sundays was loaded not only with um, people, but it was loaded with cargo. It had um, wheat on it, and it was probably sailing to a place to unload that wheat, okay? Um, and the difference between a ship and us is a ship was made to carry weight. We aren't. I got a book bag full of weight, and my intention was to keep it on till I got to a certain point. But so look, my wife told me, don't tell her she's right. <laughs> she told me it was a little bit too heavy. Um, but, um, but let's go, I'm gonna read three, three verses out of 27 right now, and then we're gonna, let me see where I'm at. And Walt has already read these. <clears throat> and because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. Okay. And then the next verse said, verse 19, And on the third day we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Okay. And then in 38... It says, and so when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. So three times in this one scripture, they did what? They threw things off. They lightened the load that they were carrying. Okay. And see, we won't, um, like I've already said, we, we are not designed to carry weight. That's the difference between us and a ship. A ship, anybody know what this is right here? Uh, what's that? That's a ding, 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 ding. No. Anybody know what kind of rock this is? A what? A ballast. Okay. Anybody know what a ballast rock is? Okay, a ballast rock is a rock that they put into ships before they were made out of metal to stabilize a ship. That rock right there came from the Quillens River. Right down the road before you get to Charles Lakens. They dug right there by the water and I found three or four ballast rocks. One of them's twice as big as that one. That one weighs 38 pounds. But well, what they did, they put these things in ships 
to lower the center of gravity so the wind and the storm would not turn the ship over. And then when they got to the port, they would unload these rocks and throw them overboard, and then they would put the cargo on, which again would stabilize the ship. These ships were oftentimes in storms in the sea. And Walter was talking about being anchored because storms are coming, right? Storms that we are not sometimes prepared for. Sometimes we know they're coming. But most of the time, storms catch us off guard, right? And when we caught off guard with our guard name, sometimes it's not the best it can be. So we are different from a, um, a ship. It says here, so what are we designed for? If a ship is designed to carry a load, if we're talking about us, what do you think you're designed for? Anybody got any idea? Do what? Carry the gospel. That's one of them. I wrote a few things down, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time here. But we're designed, we just sung a song right there, we're designed to walk in victory. That's what we are designed for. But truth be known, sometimes we don't walk in victory, right? But here's some things I wrote down. Walter, Pastor Walter read out of Psalms 139. It talks about we're designed, we're wonderfully made. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're skillfully made. And God has written a plan, a book, about the plans and purposes that he has for us, right? Here's some things that we're designed for. We're designed to carry God's anointing as a child of God. We're designed to make a difference in this world. We're designed to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.12 tells us that we're designed for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's what we're designed for. We're designed Amen. to Amen. carry the gospel forward. Amen. We're designed to reap the harvest. The Bible says that the Harvest is plentiful that we're to pray for harvesters to go into the harvest, right? So that's some of the things that we're designed for. First Peter 4.10 tells us that as each one has received a gift, we are to minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Did you know you got a gift? He says right here, well, I know so-and-so's got a gift, but that's not what... Peter said, Peter says, each one of you Amen. has a gift. Right. And why do you have a gift? <clears throat> What's a gift for? It's to give away. It's to help somebody else out. So one of your purposes is to find out what your gift is. <clears throat> First Timothy 1.6 says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. So once the gift's yours, what's the responsibility? 
It's not to sit on the seat, right? But it's to stir it up. It's to try to get everything that's in that gift out of you to help somebody else. That's what it's for. So those of us that are in the kingdom of God, and I hope all of us in here are in the kingdom of God. If you are a child of God, you are in the kingdom of God. Now there's more, there's some at the elementary level, some at the mid-level, and some's at the deeper level, and all of us should be doing what? Growing. But all of us who are in the kingdom of God, we have the ability to help to transform other people. And because we have that ability, the enemy is going to do anything he can to hinder us from being a help to anyone. And how does he hinder us? When Walter was asked me would I take this Sunday and if I, I, I apologize if he comes today wanting to listen to him, I apologize because I, I would rather listen to him too. <laughs> but we're not designed to carry extra weight around. And part of that can be our physical temple. I know that's not a, a, a place that we want to hear about. But we are the temple of God, right? And if all of us would be honest, my frame here, I weigh basically 248 pounds. My frame is not built for 248 pounds, right? And I'll leave it right there. I go wash dishes for my, at my house, and I don't have to wash many dishes before what? My back's already hurting, right? I'm not designed for that, and I'm going to leave that right there. So no more about that. But Luke 21, 34 says, but take heed to yourselves. Lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And the day comes to you unexpectedly. I ask for a show of hands, everybody in here, when the trump sounds, if we're still living, we want to be caught up, right? And if you don't want to be caught up, we'll have a talk after church. But he's coming back, people. The day of his coming is closer than we can imagine. But see, these things that weigh us down, my mind went to Hebrews 12 and 1. It says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily 
ensnares us. We run in a race. But see, there's some things in our life that we tote around that we need not tote around. And the list is big. I've already showed you three right there, right? Things that weigh us down. This scripture here says every weight. Now that weight may not be a sin. But it still hinders us. It still stops us from accomplishing what we are called to do. And then it says, and sin which so easily ensnares us. And who's he talking to? He's talking to Christians. That have these things in their life and it's hindering them. What's it hindering them from? It's hindering them from being what they're designed to be. That's a priest. That we carry the anointing. That we help carry the burden of our fellow persons. So I've got some right here. And you say, well, that don't... None of these um, affect me. And if they don't, I got the wrong one over here. Hold on. Can you work this book out? I knew that would get a, a, a laugh. That's a temptation. So here's one of here's one weight that we can be carrying around. And my donuts have done um, messed it up. Can anybody read that? No. It says unforgiveness. What does that mean? I think I'm way ahead of myself. We can leave that right there. Then we'll come back to it. But see, a weight is anything that hinders us. It's a mass, it's a heaviness, it's a fullness, it's a burden. It's a distraction. And see, we need to know what our weights are. Weights are cumbersome. That's why I didn't keep that book bag on. If I'd have left that big spoon right, I could have, I could have done it. But you've got to ask your quest, yourself the question, what's hindering you? What weights are you carrying? See, your weights might not be the same weights that I carry. See, I stand before you today, I'm not perfect. I got things in my life that hinder me, that keep me from being all that I can be. And you say, well, why don't you get rid of them? I've tried. But it's just like your New Year's resolution. See, we know things that we need to lay down. 
And we will for a time, but if we're not careful, what do we do? We keep them close enough that we can pull them back at any time. That's not what needs to happen. We need to cut things off our life that are hindering us. And the harvest that's out there is why we need to cut it off. I want to get to heaven, but I want to carry some people with me. And if as long as I'm hindered, guess what? Somebody else is suffering the consequences of me not doing what I'm called to do, what I'm designed to do. See, some weights are embedded, uh, embedded in us. Some weights, we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed some more. God take them away, and guess what? We still took them around. We still got them on our backstrap. But see, some weights, God's not going to take away. You're going to have to give them up. Just as these people in this story, out of Acts 27, what did they do? They threw it off with their own hand. That's right. I'm not saying we do it all because we can't do it all. But there's some things, some choices that we make the only way that we're going to get victory over them is do what? We're going to have to do it. And then God's going to help us. That first rock right here is unforgiveness. And this is a weight that people, if they're not careful, they'll carry around their whole life. And this, and the reason that's the biggest rock, that's a serious rock right there. And here's how serious it is. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And all of us say, Amen. Because when we screw up, what do we want God to do? To forgive us. But see, the next verse says, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you of your trespasses. That's a big weight to take around. And there are people all over Planet Earth that are doing what? Walking around in unforgiveness. I don't need to say any more about that. <coughs> Misplaced affections. Let me see if I can find out. Misplaced affections. What is that, Johnny? 1 John 2, 15 says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
See, we have to understand what is behind the world. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. It's the basic of all sin. Genesis 3, 6 says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eye, a tree desirable to make you wise, what did she do? She took of it. And because she took of it, we're where we're at today. Another one we need to get rid of. Destructive habits. I'm not going to say what your habit is or what my habit is, but sometimes a habit is what? It's destructive, right? It can be a whole lot of things. I can be addicted to this thing right here, right? I can be addicted to the television screen. I can be addicted to watching Andy Griffin, and there's nothing wrong with watching Andy Griffin. Harry's laughing. I'm not talking about you, Harry. Nothing wrong with these things. Addicted to a video game. But habits. And here's my final weight right here. Addictions. And when we think about addictions, what do we think about? We think about drugs, right? Maybe alcohol. But there's a whole lot of people addicted to a whole lot of things. We can call people, people come to our mind that's addicted right now to substance abuse. And that's what we think of. And they tried, I promise you, if they could walk away, what would they do? They would walk away. People addicted to lust of the eye, and we could open a whole can of worms then. I'm just going to let you. But see, that's not all. I could put some more stuff in that bag. I wrote down fear. Wrong choices, grudges, conflicts, stress, anxiety, and the list could go on and on and on. But I read a story the other day. That back in 1845, and that's been a lot, that was before any of our days, there was an ill-fated Franklin expedition sailed from England to find a passage across the Arctic Ocean. And this Lord Franklin, this was his third trip to try to find a passage through the Arctic Ocean. And the crew took two ships, and they loaded it with food, other needed things, and maybe some things that they did not need. They were just trying to find a passage now. They carried 1,200 volume library. They had fine china, china, crystal goblets, sterling, silverware with officers' initials engraved in the handles. 
And the story goes that the ship became trapped in the frozen ice of the Arctic, looking for that passage. And after the food rations began to wear off, about two years later, they began to leave the ship in small groups at the time. 129 people left England. All 129 perished. The story goes that one, two of the officers pulled a sled 65 miles across the ice trying to find help. But said in that sled that they were pulling was loaded with the silverware that had that initials on it. Weight that they did not need. And it cost them their life. None of them survived. So here we are today. We're not designed for this, but I know who is designed to carry our weight. First Peter 5, 7 says that we cast all our cares upon him for he cares for us. And then Matthew 28, 30 says, Jesus says to take my yoke upon you, right? Because it's easy. And if you do that, you find rest. And a yoke is what? A yoke is where you burp, you tie two oxen together where one don't pull all the weight. I pulled some things before, some animals out of the woods, dead animals, with other people that I didn't think they were pulling anything. <laughs> I turn around and look, you, you sure you pulling anything? And I'm sure some have pulled me one enough I pulled anything. But see, when we yoke with Jesus, guess what? He's doing the pulling. He's doing the heavy lifting. It ain't us. It says that we are to cast our cares on him before because he cares for us. <clears throat> See, Jesus took carrying extra weight seriously. Matthew 5, 27 through 30, we won't read it. It says, if your right eye causes you to sin, what do you do? You pluck it out. If your right hand causes you to sin, what are you supposed to do? Now, I don't think he's literally telling us to pluck our eye out or cut our arm off. I don't think that's what. He's saying, whatever's causing you hindrance, get rid of it. Lay it aside. So we're at the end here. We're at 12.04. And I'm going to pack my bag back up. Give me a minute. I'm going to put my donuts in last so I will not crush them so I can eat them later.
ask Johnny to go ahead and play some music. The reason I put these weights back on is because of what I'm getting ready to do. We know what's hindering us. Everybody agree with me? What you hear this morning and what you've heard this morning is nothing new. It's not earth-shattering. But there's some things that you that are here need to let go of. There's some things that I need to let go of. I'm going to get ready to dismiss and I'm going to walk out the door. time we hear the word of God we come we know these things that we need to let go of weights and hindrances and outright sin in our life and we walk out the door the same way that we came in like I said I'm through But this altar's over. There's people that need to find their way down here. Now, when I walk out the door, because I'm just doing it as an object lesson, I'm going to come back in. Because there's some things that I need to take care of. I'm not throwing a stone. But people, I want to make it. And I want to share everything that's going to keep me from making it. And you should too. But it's just like that New Year's resolution. If you're not careful, you pull it back. And all these things that I took out of my backpack, what did I do? I put them all back in. The altar's open. God bless you.